Uh, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving, even though it's a week uh, a week from now. But I won't be here next Sunday, and, and Jimmy can talk about it all he wants. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about developing your own attitude of gratitude. And uh, uh, gratitude, if you don't have it, you can get it. You know, I was talking to a pastor one time, and he was he was complaining about how people were just leaving the church, all you know, the right and left people just leaving the church, and uh, and he didn't understand why, and uh, and the people that were leaving were like his workers and his his team and people like that, and uh, uh, you know, key people. And I said, uh, I said, well, do you show your appreciation to them? Do you do you show your gratitude? Uh, do you walk up and pat them on the back and say, I just want to, I just want to thank you for serving today. I just want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for your faithfulness, and uh, you know, just show your gratitude. He said, well, it's just not in my personality to do that. He said, it's just not in me to do that. And I said, well, if I were you, I'd get it in me. You know, you can change. If you're an old grump today, you don't have to be an old grump till you die. You can change. If you're a if you're a self-centered, selfish, bigoted, you know, opinionated, no good for nothing, you don't have to continue being like that. You can you can become a sweet, wonderful person because the Lord changes our natures. He changes character our character. The Bible says we become a partaker of His divine nature. Isn't His nature divine? Isn't His nature altogether lovely? Isn't His nature just wonderful? How many of you love the Lord for who He is? A lot of folks, you know, they love Him for what they can get out of Him, but I love Him for who He is. He's a great guy. He's a wonderful Savior, a wonderful friend. And, and I love Him. And, and I, I tell Him that. But I want to be like him, and and uh, you need to understand that that uh, that uh, uh, thanks, thankfulness, and gratitude will will draw you closer to him. Look in Psalm one hundred, and uh, we're going to be reading from the King James version because if it was good enough for Paul and Silas, it's good enough for me, right? Praise the Lord. Two of you got that, okay. <laughs> Psalm 100, uh, start with verse 1. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. That's why we, we sing when we come together. We're coming into His presence, and the Bible says, come before His presence with singing, with gladness. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We're His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Be thankful unto Him. Now, you go out here on Thanksgiving Day and you ask anybody on the street, are you thankful? And most of them will say, yeah, I'm thankful. But that's not the question. Are they thankful unto God? Are they thankful unto Him? You see, our Thanksgiving 
is supposed to bring us to him. He says we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Your attitude of gratitude will determine how close you get to God. You can't come into God's presence without thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And uh, uh, throughout the scripture, it, it, it teaches that, that uh, the pathway into God's presence is thanksgiving and praise. If you're not thankful, you're going you're gonna to always be distanced from God. If you're ungrateful, you're always going to be you're always going to be observing from afar off, because you, the attitude of gratitude is what ushers you in to God's presence, and praise is what keeps you there. You know, if you want to if you want to come before the Father and you want to come into His presence, you need to be thankful and you need to be uh, uh, full of praise, because that's what God surrounds Himself with. Every depiction of the throne of God in the Bible depicts it as, as, a, as a place that's filled with praise. That it is an atmosphere charged with, with worship, praise, and thanksgiving unto God. God lives in that kind of an atmosphere. I walked out of my house today to get in the car and I, I, I noticed something touching my face. And it was moisture, you know, and and y'all, all of us had the same experience today. You know, it's like it's raining, but it's not raining. I mean, but the air is just filled with this moisture, this this uh, feeling of humidity and wetness. And once in a while, if you're out there long enough, you'll feel a, a little drop here and there. And and uh, so I checked my weather channel. Is is it going to rain today? It, didn't, it said it wasn't going to rain today, but it, it's going to get real close to it. You, you know what I'm saying? Well, the atmosphere that God lives in is like that. It's filled with the moisture of praise, adoration, and thanksgiving. God is used to uh, uh, inhaling into his lungs the praises of his people. And everywhere God goes, he takes that atmosphere with him. Amen. And if we want God's presence to draw close to us, the Bible says praise him. Praise him because he what enthrones himself in the praises of his people. Well, the attitude of gratitude leads to praise and and and, and draws you closer to God, but also God draws God close to you. How many of you want the Lord to draw closer to you? Well, develop an attitude of gratitude, Amen. Because it determines how close you get. And around Thanksgiving time, I'm always I'm always reminded of those awkward moments at the family table when mama or dad says, okay, we're going to go around the table and we want each of you to tell us what you're thankful for. And I remember as a kid, you know, going, oh no, I got to come up with an answer. This is a test. I may not get turkey if I don't know if I don't have anything to say. And that's probably true. If I, if I didn't come up with something to say, I, I probably would have just been dismissed from the table. That's how serious my parents were about it. So I would, you know, uh, I'd, I'd come up with something. And then if my brother and my sister went before me and they were thankful for something and, uh, and, and it, it passed the test, then I'd just, I'd just copy them. You know, if it worked for them, maybe it'll work for me. 
And uh, but those those were those were times in my life where where I didn't I didn't practice this attitude of gratitude. You know, younger children, babies, children, and people growing up tend to be self-centered, tend to be tend to be selfish. And selfish people don't have an attitude of gratitude. They don't they don't appreciate what other people do for them. They don't appreciate the blessings in life. And uh, and so let let's not let this Thanksgiving have that dreaded awkward moment <laughs> where somebody asks you what you're thankful for and you don't have a clue. And things ought to just run off your tongue. Amen? Count your blessings, name them one by one. You know that song? Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your many blessings. There's many of them. But if we don't rehearse them in our mind and we don't we don't live a life of continually thanking God for it, then then that we become a dry, parched soul that that is thinking only of himself and doesn't have that presence of God in his life. So you've got to make up your mind that you're going to you're going to always walk close to God, and in order to do that, you've got to show your gratitude. Amen. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, I'm thankful. Amen. Praise God. I'm a thankful person. I, I want people to say that about me. I want people to say, you know, he's, he's a very grateful person. He's a very thankful person. And uh, there have been times, you know, where I, I had great sacrifice to myself, you know, I thought. I would buy a gift for one of my grandkids or one of my, you know, family members. And, and, uh, and I'd pay the postage to get it to them. And, uh, and uh, then I would wait. And I would wait, and I would wait, and so then I'd call them up and I'd say, "Did you get that gift I sent you?" "Oh yeah, I got it." And I'd wait. There'd be this deafening silence on my end of the phone because I'm waiting for their thank you. And if they were smart, if they were smart, they would thank me the moment they get it because. It's going to determine what I get them next time around or if I get them something next time around. Amen? Because they don't show gratitude. You know, it just, oh, well, I'm wasting my money. I'm throwing my money away. And uh, you know, imagine how God feels when he blesses us with so many benefits and, and we, we don't even open the package, much less thank him for it. Second thing we do is when we when we uh, are around our family, we're around these folks uh, that we have sent gifts to. We look for the gift. You know, if it's a blanket, we look we look for the blanket on the bed. If it's if it's a if it's a picture, we look for the picture on the wall. You know, if it's if it's a lamp, we look for the lamp. And and it's it's real it's it's real disconcerting to look for the gifts that you sent them and they're they're nowhere in sight. Oh, and then you say, well, where, where's that item that I sent you? And they say, oh, I forgot to open it. Now, that's one spoiled kid, right? right. That's one kid that's got so much stuff, they don't, even take, they don't even bother to open their presents. But don't we do that to God all the time? He's blessed us with many gifts that we have not even opened yet. 
if we had an attitude of gratitude, we might get more blessings from God if we opened the ones He's already given us and thank Him for it. Amen. So look around, take inventory of your life and, and see if there are any gifts that God has given you that you have yet to receive and open and thank Him for. Start with the gift of salvation. Start with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Have, have you received those? Those are two very important gifts, by the way, because they, they come with eternal life. Amen? It's like opening a, opening a toy, you know, and, and it says, and, and it comes with batteries. Isn't it wonderful when they come with batteries? You don't have to run down and buy batteries before you can play with it. Well, you know, that's what God does for us. He gives us, he gives us salvation and it comes with eternal life. It comes with. You got to look for those come with items. Those accessories that God adds to our life when He gives us salvation, when He gives us the Holy Spirit. You see, when the Holy Spirit was given to you, you know what was given to you? Power, anointing, supernatural abilities, giftings. Amen. The ability to know things that you're not supposed to know. Do things you are not supposed to be able to do. Go places you're not supposed to be able to go. You see, when, when God gave us the Holy Spirit, He gave us He gave us this package full of surprises. And if, you don't, if you've never opened that gift and explored that gift, you'll never understand all the benefits of that gift. Amen. And it starts with thanksgiving. If, if you love the Lord and He gives you a gift, show Him your gratitude. Amen. Uh, uh, thanksgiving and gratitude needs to become a permanent attire that you put on every day. Amen. Look at Colossians 3. I'm getting blessed with this because it, you know, the Word of God always blesses me, but, but uh, I could not... I could not minister this message without becoming thankful myself and becoming more grateful. And and today, what we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna have the opportunity today to put on garments of praise, to put on the attitude of gratitude, to put on the raiment of thanksgiving. Amen. Look in look in Colossians three twelve. He says, "Put on therefore." As the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies. Now these are things we're supposed to put on. How many of you got dressed this morning? Thank you. Thank you. Speak about Thanksgiving. I'm so thankful you got dressed this morning. Amen. And but you put things, and he didn't just put you, you don't uh, I don't see anybody here wearing a onesie. No, you put on several things, right? You put on a shirt, you put on pants or a dress or a skirt, you put on shoes and socks. And, and uh, I mean, you, you, there are several items that you put on. Well, the Lord expects us to adorn ourselves, to put these, uh, this, this implies that you do it on purpose. Okay? Bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, Meekness, now meekness is self-control. Meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, 
even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity. That's King James for love. Put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. That's what holds everything together. That's what completes the package, love. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. See, one of, the, one of the things we put on every day is thankfulness. The attitude of gratitude. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. That's what I'm doing right now is teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That's why I sung that song, Count Your Many Blessings. Y'all didn't know I was singing, but I, I, that's the best I can do. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. So thanksgiving is one of those items that you put on. That implies a determination, uh, something you do that you know equips you for the day that finishes out your ensemble. Don't leave home without it. Amen? Don't leave home without having put on thanksgiving. Thankfulness. Because it will draw God into your life throughout your day. You want God to go with you? He, he don't travel with grums. He, he doesn't travel with whiners and complainers. He travels with thankful people. So you want God to go with you on the highway today? You better be thankful. <laughs> How many of you need God on the highway today? Oh, always. Always. Not a day goes by. Not a trip goes by. I mean, every time I get in my car and go somewhere, some Looney Tunes does something in front of me. I mean, it's like, it's, uh, I was remarking to Ruth about it. I said, it's like, I can't even go to the grocery store without some dummy, you know, trying to drive me off the road. So I'm always thankful that I, that I make it home safely. Amen. And I need to arm myself with that Thanksgiving before I ever put it in gear. My daughter, Heather, some of you know Heather, she was on her way to a job uh, last week that took her 60 miles from Amarillo, Texas to a place called Hereford, Texas. And uh, uh, along the way, there's this big curve in the road. I'm very familiar with that curve in the road because I've been there many times. And she's going around this curve in the road and an 18-wheeler crossed over into her lane and drove her off the highway. Drove her into the median. And she immediately blew out a tire. And uh, uh, she had to have her, her uh, minivan towed back to town. Had to have a tire replaced. And had to have them check it out, make sure she didn't bend the frame or anything like that. And uh, but it wasn't you know by the end of the day she had it back on the road. And everything was everything was cool. It cost her I think sixteen dollars to replace the tire because she had road hazard insurance. And but here's I mean that's the that's the that's the bad news. 
But when she's talking to me, she's not talking about it like it's bad news. She said, Dad, let me tell you what God did for me today. She said, when I was going around that curve and that trucker drove me off the road, there was a highway patrolman sitting right there. And he didn't go after the truck. He radioed ahead and had the trucker pulled over. But he came to me immediately to make sure I was all right. He was a young, uh, a young uh, patrolman, about 24 years old. And he, uh, he, he made sure I was okay. And he, he said, he, he said, I am so thankful that you didn't roll over. He said, I've seen many accidents like this. And, and uh, these minivans, they usually roll over. And you didn't roll over. And, and he said, and I've, I've seen people get really, really badly injured. And, and I wasn't looking forward to what I was going to find when I came to your car. I'm so thankful you're not injured. And, and he says, and I thank God that you didn't roll over. I mean, this, this police officer was thankful to God. And Heather was too, you know. And she said, and then of course people did stop to uh, render aid. And there was this one guy in a pickup truck. He stopped and, um, and uh, just, Dad, Daddy, it just so happened there was a tow truck passing by. And the tow truck driver stopped. And the guy in the pickup truck paid the tow truck driver to take me back to town because he didn't want me to sit there in the cold and wait for AAA to show up. So the guy in the pickup truck paid the tow truck driver and the tow truck driver took took my car back to the shop that's half a mile from my house and and then took me another half a mile to a coffee shop so I could sit and drink coffee while I wait for my tire to be fixed. And she said, now, you know, and she said, I just want to thank God that he took care of me. And I said, Heather, it could have been so much worse. And she said, I know, but it wasn't because God was with me. But her whole attitude was, you know, not, oh, man, yeah, can't, you can't. Oh, and, and the people that she was supposed to work for paid her anyway. That's favor. And so, you know, thank God that, you know, things do happen every day, right? You know, I, I had a flat tire not too long ago. You know where? In my driveway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many times have you come home from a long trip, parked your car, gone in, rested for the night, and came out and something was wrong with your car? Aren't you glad it didn't happen along the way somewhere? God is good and goodly to be praised, the Bible says. So you need, you need to put that permanent attire on. Never leave home without an attitude of gratitude because you never you never know how God is going to take care of you so thank him in advance amen and then of course when you pray we know this that thanksgiving is prayer's companion let's look at that in philippians 4 and verse 4 philippians 4 4 you ought to be able to remember 4 4 philippians 4 4 through 6 he starts off saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. You know, 
what always means? <laughs> it means all the time. It means all the time. In other words, there's never a time or situation where you don't rejoice. It's hard to rejoice sometimes. But see, if you're wearing a praiser's uniform, if you're wearing the attire of thanksgiving, and if you're drawing close to the Lord every day and in His presence, you've got every reason to rejoice even in the bad times. I've discovered that my valleys are higher than most people's mountains. Think on that a minute. My valleys are higher than most people's mountains. See, if you live in the high country, you may be in a valley, but it's still it's still above sea level. You know what I'm saying? And so if you make this your lifestyle, if your lifestyle is elevated to praise and worship and thanksgiving to God, then when you have a bad moment or a bad day or something bad happens, you can still rejoice that you're not living below sea level. Amen? And I've, I've said these words so many times in my life and, and, it, and it rings true every time. It can always be worse. And for a believer, I guarantee you, just just the fact of who you are and who you're with puts you on the high plateaus of life. Amen. I grew up on a plateau. It's called the High Plains. Uh, the Texas Panhandle. If you start in Dallas, Dallas, Texas is about 600 feet elevation. And, and if you drive the 400 miles from Dallas to where I grew up, Amarillo, Texas, it's 3,600 feet above elevation. You rise in elevation 3,000 feet from Dallas to Amarillo. And then, but it, and then once you get there, it's flat. And if you live there and you spend all your time there, you, you, don't, you forget about how you're at high altitude. Amen? You know, Denver's only 5,000 feet. So you're, you're, you're uh, more than halfway to a mile in altitude. But while you're, you know, while you're living there, staying there, and acclimatized to being there, and you look at all the flatness, you don't think of yourself as at high altitude. But every day you're there, you're at a 3,600 feet elevation. We're at, we're at about 40 right here, 40 feet. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in high altitude, but I forgot about being high altitude. I always thought uh, I, if I was going to get in high altitude, I had to go a few more miles into the, into the Rocky Mountains, into Colorado or New Mexico, where they go up 14,000 feet. You know, in my mind, that, that's, that's high altitude. But in, 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 uh, in, in the mind of someone living on, on sea level, I was living constantly at 3,600 feet. That's high altitude. But I didn't know it. I didn't, I didn't, in my mind, I wasn't realizing it. But in reality, I was living there all the time. 
And folks, as a Christian, you're living in high altitude. You are a, the Bible says, you're seated together with Him in heavenly places. That's your abode. That's your dwelling place. That's where you live and breathe and walk and live your life. You are, it, it may look flat to you and it may not feel like you're very high, but you're high. You know what they say? There ain't no high like the most high. You're up there. You're living with Him. And no matter how long you've been living with Him, it ought to be something you appreciate, something you're thankful for, and something that you give praise to Him for every day of our life. We need to remind ourselves we're living high. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to write a song. Living high. You know, uh, Bob Denver, or not Bob Denver, John Denver wrote that Rocky Mountain High song. Somebody ought to write a heaven, heaven, a, you know, heaven's mountain high, because we're we're up, we're way up there, people. You're keeping company with the Almighty God. Be grateful. Be grateful. Your bad days are nothing. They're nothing. I'm telling you, they're nothing. God, God may allow you to have those so He can so He can demonstrate how much He's with you, like with my daughter. Why did that? Why did she have that bad day where that trucker ran her off the road? You know, there's all kinds of whys. You could ask why all day long. Uh, she was delayed. What was she delayed from? She was prevented from getting somewhere. What was she prevented from? We don't know. We may never know till we get to heaven. But we do know that in that through that whole event, God was with her. Amen. God was with her, and 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 so when you pray. You need to make your companion in prayer thanksgiving. Rejoice in the Lord always, he says. Again, I say rejoice. Verse 5, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Number 6, be careful for nothing. That's right. That doesn't mean live a reckless life. That word careful means uh, anxious anxious or stressed out. Don't, don't be stressed out. Cast all your cares on him. But he says, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Thanksgiving is prayer's companion. I've listened to people pray all my life. You know, I've been a pastor since 1972. You do the math. That's a lot of people. And, I, and I did, I've never had, you know, a, a super mega church, but I pastored a lot of people one at a time, you know, five at a time, 15 at a time, 20 at a time. And, and a lot of people have come through my life. And I've, I've prayed with people. I've listened to them pray. I've had them pray over me. And, and it's amazing how many people can talk to God, carry on a whole conversation with God, and never say thank you. We're supposed to start with that. I like to start with it. I like to I like to insert it every now and then in the conversation, and I like to always end with it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. You know, your your prayer, your conversation with God should be interlaced with thanksgiving. It should be permeated with thanksgiving. The attitude of gratitude is what floats your prayers. And I think it's the missing link, the missing key to a lot of people's prayer lives. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 
I've heard people pray angry prayers. I've heard people actually in, in praying, in talking to God, I, I've actually heard them cussing, cuss God. Yeah. How many of you would agree that's probably the wrong attitude? <laughs> At least they're talking to God. That's a start, but they need they need to you know they need to clean it up. Amen. You being a veteran Christian, being a person who's prayed for years and years and years, uh, you ought to be there already. You ought to be. You ought to. Be. God should see you coming and just smile and say, "Oh man, here my day's about ready to get brighter." You don't want to. You don't. You don't want God to see you coming and shake his head and say, "Oh, oh, here we go, here we go, oh, here we go." Why did I ever say I'll always be with you? Amen. I don't want to be the kind of person that makes God wish he could take a vacation. You know, get a stand in. Holy Ghost, come here. <laughs> you take this one. This one wears me out. This one wearies me. No, you want to be a delight. And the scripture says that. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. You know what that means? When you, when you are delighted with the Lord, the Lord becomes delighted with you. Amen. Let it be your, your prayer companion. Thanksgiving. And then turn with me to Colossians. Because Colossians talks about us making making Thanksgiving uh, a lifestyle. It's just something we do. Colossians 2.6 says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Everybody say walk. If you've received Christ, He's encouraged us to walk in Him. In other words, we live our lives in Him. We've received Him and now we're going to live our life in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. And established in the faith as you've been taught. Abounding therein. Everybody say therein. therein. Abounding therein. Where, where, where is in? In is in Christ. Abounding in Christ with thanksgiving. You see, as we walk in Christ, thanksgiving allows us to expand into the fullness of Christ. And, in, and our walk, our life, our lifestyle becomes, becomes saturated with His greatness and His, and his um, uh, abundance. Amen? He says, as you've been taught, abounding therein. You've received Jesus, walk in Jesus, and abound therein with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. How am I going to experience all that Christ is with thanksgiving? How am I going to have everything Jesus is to be revealed in me through thanksgiving? Amen? So it's a lifestyle. Is it not? We should be the most thankful people there are. We should, we should be just Inventing new ways to say it. Amen. Amen. I was thinking about how many ways can I say thank God without using the word thank? 
Think about that. Amen. Revelation chapter chapter 7. You're going to love this. Revelation chapter... I said you're going to love this. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 says, And this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man can number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hand. Their palms of victory. And verse 10 says, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen. <laughs> Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor. And power and might be unto our God forever and ever. There are some things that are, are that belong to God forever, eternally. And in that list of things that belong to Him eternally, we find the word Thanksgiving. You see, we, if we make it. And I intend to. If, if we make it there, our eternal occupation is going to be thanking God, praising God, worshiping God, and giving God His due. Eternal forever. Always. We will be giving thanks to God. It is our destiny. We might as well get used to it. Might as well get practiced up. Because when you get to heaven, first thing you're going to do, I don't, I don't believe the first thing you're going to do is, is go visit your mansion. I think the first thing you're going to want to do is go see Him. And thank Him. You're going to be driven to His feet. Cast your crowns before Him. And you're going to worship Him. And you're going to thank 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 Him. Thank God. Thanks be to God. God be thanked. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. How many different ways can we say it? 